thing that I don't have to produce because you produce this show mostly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I God. try. <laughs> I mean, no, you do. Thank God. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't help it. If that's what it takes to spend an hour with you, Christian. <laughs> An hour? This is 25 minutes. 24 minutes. This is Thursday. Today is Thursday, May 20th, 2021. Yes, this is the producer's happy hour. We are two producers on opposite coast. Lawrence Lewis is in LA. I'm Sister Christian. I'm in New York City. And we're chatting over drinks about what it means to be a good producer, understandably knowing that that is more important today than ever. Oh, boy. It really is. Is Um, it? (laughs) (laughs) And we want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories, your ideas, your thoughts for the show, your comments, your questions, uh, your, what is it called when, your hecklings. Um, So join (laughs) We so want your negative feedback. We want your please. negative Critique feedback. Us. Join us. Uh, <laughs> join the conversation at producershappyhourgroup.com or email us at producershappyhour at gmail.com. And please, uh, more than ever, we absolutely need your um, your for you to rate us, like us, review us on Apple Podcasts. And basically, it helps really get to the other people out there who um, are like you. And haven't heard about us, and they want, and they want to know, and that it, it helps them find the show. Yeah, it does. Uh, and also, office hours are open. Uh, we believe in <laughs> mentorship and sharing information on, yes. in this business. So, if you're new to the industry or you're stuck somewhere in your career and need some advice, hit us up. Same email, producershappyhour at gmail and just let us know you'd like to have office hours with us, and we are down to chat. Yes. So, yeah. Lawrence, what are you drinking today? I'm having a stiff one today because I just wrapped a job. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it's a take on one of my classics. It's a Mezcal Negroni. So instead, it's all the same thing. It's one part, one part, one part. Oh, so a little smoky, a little nice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Instead of gin, it's Mezcal. And uh, one part one part Mezcal, one part uh, Campari, one part uh, sweet vermouth. What are you drinking? Well... That sounds more delicious than what I'm drinking, but it actually isn't. <laughs> I am actually out in LA this week, and um, we were uh, working a little later last night. So we ordered dinner from Silver mm-hmm. Lake Ramen, one of my favorites. And I ordered also a six pack of Pacifico. So it was nice. I'm having a Pacifico right now. Simple, easy, uh, light, lighter <laughs> beer when you're in California seems ideal. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, you know, you're in Cali- you're in Los Angeles. I've been busy mm-hmm. working. We haven't even seen each other. Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on? What are you doing? What's going on in your world? Well, last week, um, I was doing the show live from the stage that I was working on <laughs> with a huge yes, celebrity. Yes, you were. So all the, all yes. the our, our celebrity discussion last week was very fresh. And so um, this week I've traveled out here to LA. I'm uh, working and have a few meetings, but but here's the kicker. Um, this morning uh, was a remote job, but it was happening on the East Coast. So when my alarm went off at 3.45 a.m., I was thinking to myself, wow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know, but you know what? Um, it went off without a hitch and we're already done for the day. So what? Yep. And so it feels like, okay, now I have more day or do I take a nap? I'm not sure. Mm, God, I think I would well, take a few a nap. more Pacificos and we'll see. A few more Pacificos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, I just got through also a celebrity shoot. That's why we talked right. about celebrities last week, because yeah. that's what we were working on. So, you know, it wasn't the biggest very celebrity. <laughs> yeah, very topical. It wasn't the biggest celebrity uh, roundup of celebrities, because guess what? All the celebrities are busy, too. It's so hard to book them right now and schedule them. So, you know, sadly, all the the the, the ones I was excited about couldn't make it. But um, we had fun. We had a really fun day. And um, it was a lovely day. And it went off well. And my production team killed it. And I had a... Oh, that's a, great to hear. Yeah, yeah I had an executive talent assistant. Her only role was to gussy up the dressing rooms on the stage. Oh, I love it. I used to do that when I was a PA. Yeah, just, you know, we rented lovely furniture and she just brought mm. plants and wow. fruit plates and little sign, little neon sign that said cool vibes. And like, just, she tricked it out. EJ was her name. That was that was great. I, I was going to save a surprise. Do you have photos? Oh, I should have taken photos. Now, did she maybe? Like, okay, oh, I'll, I'm only, I'll ask yeah. her because it'll ask. be good to put put it like here's an example of what a beautiful yes. green room looks like. Right, because I would, or yeah, we should reach out to her because I feel like um, I would love to know her process too. Because I feel like it comes up often enough to hire somebody who understands exactly what you need instead of re-explaining it each time is would just be yeah. golden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've often thought about that, having photos of, you know, do you know, I think, I don't remember who it was, uh, one of the bigger uh, production companies, they had photographs of how they liked the pre-production meal table to be set up. Park pictures? Or was it Maybe. smaller? It was one or the other. <laughs> it was one or the other. And so like this, this is how they want the water bottles in a pyramid shape. They want, you know, it's like it was all laid out of how, how they like to have it. And, you know, it's that's very high level management. You know what? It, management. it is high level. But I also do think that it, it allows for um, everybody to expectations are on the table. And um, there's no uh, chance in disappointment because you know exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it takes the onus of um, the PA having to make a decision, takes it right, right out, out of their, their hands. hands. They just do it what, the mm-hmm. way it's been Here's done, a guide. And works and proven, and the way everyone likes it, and it's good. Back to our personal catch up. Yeah. I'm a little tired today because we had a nice long shoot day yesterday, and uh, it's all, all uh, it all came together quite nicely. Are do you have an, another hear. shoot coming up, or what do you? What's your week like? Your what is today? Thursday. So um, yes, I have one next Thursday. You know, I think that um, the remote filming is. I don't think it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. I know we touched on this a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's just so much more convenient, and you can um, you don't have to wait on a celebrity's availability. You can just have somebody go to their house. So a lot more filming is happening in the realm of what, you know, network promos. Plus there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of spots right now for pride month, which I love. I remember my very first pride month, you know, spot was with Nickelodeon in 2017 Mm. and it was a big deal. It, it was because, you know, Nickelodeon was featuring, it was just, it was an amazing spot. I, th- I have it on my website. Oh, yeah. And since then, networks are now like going all out and doing documentaries and like showing all kinds of stuff and history of what pride means and what it currently is now and the evolution of it. And I just, I'm loving every second of That's it. That's great. Uh, yeah, I, I have another pride yay. spot next Thursday. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm what my last job was for a, a big uh, network, a digital, you know, network. 
<laughs> try not to say the name. Um, and, and we're also doing LGBTQ content for Pride Month uh, for one of their verticals. So it was very exciting. And they're also doing a lot of remote shooting of celebrities as well. And I just had the same conversation with them that like it's so much easier. It's so much more flexible. It's we think rather than flying people back to L.A. or carting them around celebrities around wherever to promote a show, you know, we can just send these kits out and so far everyone's loving it and the quality has been great. Yeah, it is not going away. Definitely. It's not going away. So, and unfortunately I do see the downfalls and I will name them because um, everybody out there should know. Um, Basically it is a lot less expensive and you're cutting crew as well. Yeah. And so um, crew is expected to do multiple jobs. You have probably four people, maybe five, and each of those people on the job need to do more than one thing. Like the DP may also need to set a light up. The first AC may also be the second AC and the download technician. The um, producer is also the AD and the art department most of the time. (laughs) And the PA is just, you know, doing everything that um, needs to be done in addition to that. So, you know, maybe you have a teleprompter who's also in the streaming tech, Mm -hmm, you you know, mm -hmm. you just like, it's multiple jaw. And so I know that, yes, they are um, easy, quick little things, but they also do present some challenges if your team isn't doesn't know every single thing there is to know about multiple jobs. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of, I wanted to surprise Ooh. you today with a crew shout out. I don't oh, I nice. don't know if you've got one, but I've got one. Her name is Rachel Bickert. She was the DP on my job that I shot yesterday. Nice. And uh, it was such a great experience. I haven't even really emailed her. I usually send thank you emails the day after, and I haven't even done it yet. But so she'll get one, and maybe she'll hear this episode and be surprised. But uh, it was just such a lovely shoot. She put together this amazing crew. Her entire camera team, which was herself, a camera operator, two ACs, a second AC, a DIT. It was like a crew of six, all females. Every single person on camera was female. We had a female sound operator, female boom operator, and it was just an amazing day, an amazing crew, and uh, it was one of the most integrated sets that I've worked on in quite a long time, which was the goal, and this, this project just seemed to be able to afford really tackling this goal and it was lovely we just it was it was a great set and it, so much so that even the people that were sitting in the chair looked around and they said this is a lot of women this is amazing this was really amazing and we had one celebrity who instagram storied the set and said look at all these ladies behind cameras and you know applauded us for it so that was really great and i owe it all to rich rachel because uh, she's the one that put that amazing team together and she's a great DP. She really kind of, you know, this was a small scale job, but she didn't treat it like it. And she just kind of knocked it out of the park. So Rachel Bickert, her website is rachelbickert.com, R-A-C-H-E-L-B-I-C-K-E-R-T.com. Check her out. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do have a crew shout out, actually. So um, I've been working with Jalen Nichols for a while now. She is a Texas-based production manager slash producer. Mm. And she helped us out on, on uh, filming a project this past Monday. We were filming with Miss Opal Lee mm. for um, you know, a series called Voices Magnified. And she has been uh, the largest advocate out there to have Juneteenth become a national holiday. And so to, mm, I get broken up every time to be in such, um, you know, it's such an honor yeah. 
to be in the presence of, you know, such an amazing person, 94 years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are filming in the middle of nowhere on our farm oh my gosh. in Fort Worth, Texas. And I can say that, you know, on these types of jobs, there, you know, something, there's always something that happens, like a cable's forgotten in mm-hmm. the middle of nowhere, like something happens. And I can tell you that Jalen always handles everything with such grace and style. And it's, I also think it's so important that no matter who your talent is or the, you know, whether they're an actor or a real person or anything, that they need to feel special. Yeah. You know, like it, they should. And it, it always just makes for um, a more comfortable set when everybody there is positive. And even when you're having those types of issues, it's nice, to, no panic, yep. remaining calm yep. and remaining positive totally. is always the best way to go because then nobody gets upset. Exactly. It was, it was just, it was a really nice um, day on Monday. So, and, and that's, that's especially yes. important. That sounds, that sounds amazing. And it, it, to your point, it's especially important when, if you're shooting content that is of a sensitive nature, if you're telling sensitive stories, telling impassioned stories, what we were doing yesterday, we're, telling LGBTQ stories for Pride Month. We're telling trans yes. stories for Pride Month. We're telling coming out stories for Pride Month. And to be able to have those conversations in what feels like a very safe, comfortable environment. Positive and like... It's exactly. really the only way to do it. And yeah, definitely a, tiered, a lot of tears. A lot of tears yesterday. It was a, it was a, it was a very emotional set, but a very positive. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Feeling safe especially on a docu-style job, in order to tell your story is, you know, it's a good tip of the day. It is. <laughs> so today we are just talking about a couple news items that we came across because these are things that affect us, but they're kind of contradictory, right? Christian, this Voss Studio thing is is pretty interesting. Yes. And I should, um, I'm going to give a little history, my history of Havas for full disclosure reasons. I don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody from Havas, feel free to call me, fight me over it. Because, okay, so this is what, so, you know, we've given the history a few times this year about, you know, how the jobs have shrunk in size. Mm. And I can remember in 2014 and 2015 when Havas came on pretty strong and we're, we're considered the social media brand, yep. you know, or the, the agency that you would choose if you needed to have content done. This first mm-hmm. time content really came mm-hmm. around as a buzzword. And, um, you know, like that's, you would see a drastic reduction in in costs in jobs they were all any any time i would get a phone call and know the agency was havas i would know that it was half the amount of money that at the time we thought we needed to do the job so i credit them a lot for a for um, the budgets going down. Interesting. So, but that's that's only Sister Christian's opinion. <laughs> How do you feel about them, <laughs> Well, I've never had the good fortune to work with Havas. I only know of them in na- in name. Uh, right. But this 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 article I came across yesterday in Adweek. I'll put the link in the show notes. But it's pretty interesting because what they what this article goes on to say is that Havas Studios will they're creating a worldwide production studio. So you know, big deal. What does that mean? But their statement is Havas Studios <laughs> will offer services such as film, audio, print, photographic, and digital content production, as well as post production facilities. As clients no longer wish to spend a great deal of money on production. So basically what they're doing now is publicly telling everybody what they have been doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Good for them. I mean, might as well own it if that's what you do. Might as well own it. And, you know, there was this fear, you know, I think it was five or seven years ago. Maybe this is when what you're when you were talking about of, of in-house production agencies, agencies creating their own mm-hmm. in-house production teams to kind mm-hmm. of take it on over. And there was a little bit of a panic in the industry because that was starting to happen. But then they got into some kind of legal non-competition, you know, uh, trouble without, you know, bidding jobs out incorrectly and so they could win them in-house mm-hmm. and some people got busted for that. So that kind of diminished that fear. It was like, okay, people are getting slapped on the wrist for trying to, you know, play funny with the bidding process. But it seems like this is this is maybe coming back. The other thing that kind of curbed it for a little bit was the high-end creative directors, the ones who were making, you know, the, the $2,800 a day people, mm-hmm. which again, still blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, creative directors at agencies did not like the quality of the directors that the in-house, because the in-house production companies were hiring freelance directors because other directors were signed. Yep. They're right? And so the high-end creative directors were like, I don't want to go to the in-house. I get that there's no money. So now I think that now that those high-end creative directors have been slowly retiring or leaving the business now, mm-hmm. the, the need for the, I think it's coming back. Exactly. For those two reasons. And, you know, and we're not saying that the high end expensive work is going away. That's, it's it's no. always going to be out there. But there's going to be a lot more of the cheaper stuff. Exactly. Because content, 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 right? That's the buzzword. And everyone has to pump out content constantly. Christian, you and I, when we were, we spoke at a, at a, a conference, we kind of did a little timeline of when budgets start to, started to shrink, starting all the way back at the side commercial strike in 2000. But one of the one of the main things was that brands who used to only have to advertise, you know, two national broadcast spots a year, it would play on one of three networks that the entire television viewing audience mm-hmm. was watching at night between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. And that was it. Now, in order to stay relevant and stay in front of people, brands have to pump out 50 pieces of content a month for the same budget, mm-hmm. right? Constant yeah. content. So that is yeah. diminishing. A, it's diminishing the, the, the budgets because it, it spreads it thin. But B, it's diminishing the quality expectations, right? Yes. And I think that we should be tracking this right now because, you know, we've also discussed how the industry has changed when um, large events happen like 9-11 and 2008, you know, Great Recession and when going from digital to from film to digital. And I think that right now we should be tracking exactly what's happening coming out Mm -hmm. of COVID-19 quarantine. And these are the things that I see immediately is... We as production people immediately learned how to work in COVID conditions. Mm -hmm. A lot of us were working by July of last year because of, you know, like we figured it out, right? Testing and all these things. But what happened was we we were doing it with less. We were doing it remotely. Mm -hmm. We were doing it with less crew. (laughs) And so that's starting to become the expectation. And the other thing that it's done is bring out into the open what used to be hidden, which was the old double dip. Mm, yes, exactly. And so now production teams fully feel empowered to say, I'm on two jobs right now. If I know I can handle it. So if you want to hire me, fine, but just understand that I, you don't have a hundred percent of me and mm. I'm still charging you full rate. The empowerment of that is amazing. Yeah. So 
and and it can be instead of you know lying and working until midnight <laughs> <laughs> and hoping to God that nobody found out that you were double digging. Yeah. It, that's brought into light too, which I think both of those things are for safety reasons are, I, I just want to keep my eye on those things Absolutely. because what we've learned is over the last 20 blah, blah years of doing <laughs> this is that we never go back. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Once People changes are say, made. Can we go back to what we were doing? Nope. No. No, why? Oh, no, no. Do not even think what, <laughs> do not even think that we're going to go back to the way things No, were. not at all we've changed and this is what we are. Yeah. This article goes on to say the short term, well, they want to be able to create this huge set of different highly leveraged images or film or clips and start to use them all over the world. It's being able to be, this is a quote from, uh, I, I forget who, it's being able to be premium content originators and work with our creative department in order to do that. The short-term aim is to see the creation of 12 integrated digital production studios across 10 markets by next year, offering a full range of production capabilities. And they already have content studios established in London and New York and Chicago and Kuala Lumpur, which I've always wanted to go to. If there's a job out there, someone. Oh, I'll yeah. go. Um, um, <laughs> and the studios will be available for creative teams to work with across Havas. And it will not be mandatory to them. And so it will need to compete with other production houses to offer the talent those teams feel will realize their work the best. So it's kind of internal, but it says that they're open for external companies to come to them to produce content. It's an interesting play, and I'm curious to see what comes of it. Like you said, we should definitely track it. Before we're out of time, I also want to say that LA Times wrote this article, which is a contradicting story because there is a developer who is building a new studio soundstage. I think it was a set of six studios on Santa Monica Boulevard at the old Sears building. Oh. Yeah, I've always wondered what's going to happen with this property. So they're tearing it Guess down. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> they're tearing it down. And it's going to be a complex called Echelon Studios. And oh, the article, give me a break. <laughs> the, I'll post the link. I'll, I know. So they go on Word Hippo and figure out. Yeah, they totally did. They totally did. <laughs> Put two words, random words together and there's your brand. So the article, I'll post the link in the show notes. The article says it will help meet the growing demand for facilities as the industry starts to see COVID-19 pandemic restrictions ease. Sound stages have been in short supply for a long time, real estate developer David oh, Simon yeah. said. This is true. Occupancy has been at 95% plus for the past five or six years. And looking forward, we don't see a let up in the demand. So this is saying the opposite is that other article about, you know, people not wanting to spend a lot of money on production. If the studios are full, people are spending money on production, maybe... I don't know, maybe not the most high-end budgets, but... Yeah, I mean, I yes, they're, they're contradictory, but they're also, I feel like studios will always pay, will always pay, will always pay. Yeah. And um, I don't think there's getting rid of any union stuff anytime soon, and so no. that's what these big studios are for. It is. One more question for yeah. you, Lawrence. Is Sister Christian two random words together? <laughs> oh, no. Maybe. Uh, that is not true. <laughs> they're not random words. You're right. <laughs> there is deep meaning. <laughs> <laughs> Producers Happy Hour was created with the help of Christopher Daniels, who is a treatment designer, and he also created our logo and branding. And Kyle Puccia, who is a music composer for commercials, film, and TV, he created our show music. This episode is edited by Eric Beals. Thanks for listening. We're back next week. And please, keep being safe out there. Still, you know, still COVID floating around. Yeah. 
Send us your voice recordings or your emails to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Lawrence, how do people reach you directly? Two ways, voiceoflawrence.com for voiceover work or lawrencetlewis.com for producing. How about you, Christian? <laughs> Sisterchristianproduces.com. Bye, everybody. Bye.